Good morning, everybody. We've got a lower trade in the grain markets here early on Wednesday morning. It's 6.30 a.m. Central Time. March corn futures down one and a half at 5.84 and a half. January soybeans down 11 and three quarters at 12.38 and a half. March Chicago wheat down six and a quarter at 8.02 and a quarter. March Kansas City wheat down six and a half at 8.21. March spring wheat is down one and a quarter at 10.35 and a quarter. If you guys are listening on the podcast, appreciate it. Leave me a rating, leave me a review, leave me some sort of comment. If you're watching on YouTube, uh, subscribe to the channel if you haven't already. Like these videos, leave a comment. All of those things uh, will help me to grow this YouTube channel. My goal is to get to 5,000 subscribers. I think we can do it. Uh, certainly try to help me out there if you can. Appreciate it. If you need some additional assistance from me, go to my website, standardgrain.com. Click on Grain Marketing Plan in the upper right-hand corner for $49.99 a month. I offer a subscription service. It's geared toward farmers. It addresses uh, grain marketing, specific grain marketing recommendations, uh, cash sales, capture and carry, option strategies, all of those sort of things. Uh, there are subscriber-only videos and content that go along with that morning email. Uh, I really get into depth when it comes to all of those topics. Um, any sort of consulting that you might need. This is a monthly deal. Cancel it at any time, guys. No other fee, no other obligation. Will not try to sell you anything else. So we had some news from uh, the EPA, the Biden administration regarding biofuels and biofuel obligations yesterday. Essentially, the Biden administration and the EPA are proposing a cut to the amount of biofuels that U.S. oil refiners must blend into their fuel mix. Uh, the decision is not a surprise. These numbers that were proposed um, essentially were very, very close to what had been rumored months ago, back in, I think it was August or September. In regard to conventional ethanol, the administration is proposing 12.5 billion gallons retroactively for 2020, 13.32 billion for 2021, and then back to 15 billion for 2022. Perhaps in an attempt to offset the reduced biofuel numbers, the EPA is proposing to reject dozens of these small refinery exemptions or waivers, which had allowed many oil refiners to avoid their biofuel obligations. In addition, there will likely be a bunch of money uh, in aid for biofuel producers that were hurt by the COVID pandemic, 700 or $800 million. Um, you're going to see a lot of things here. This is not the end of this story. Um, you're going to see legal challenges from both the biofuel and oil lobbies forthcoming. That's something that's that's essentially a guarantee. Um, Reuters did a really nice job. They compiled a list of, of comments from uh, different politicians and people uh, in the industry. Uh, one thing that I will say is that any comment from a politician has to be viewed through the lens of, you know, if they're a politician, they have, they have a goal here in, in being reelected and that sort of thing. Um, um, there are some industry-type people here that uh, have some interesting stuff to say, too. Uh, Senator Ernst, Republican of Iowa, said this. This decision is an about-face by President Joe Biden, who campaigned on proposed support for renewable fuels. These RVOs will slash demand for biofuel and have devastating, long-lasting consequences for Iowa farmers and producers. While President Biden may have forgotten his promise to Iowans, Iowa farmers and producers and I sure haven't. We will work together to fight back against this harmful policy. Um you know, if you're a Republican, you're going to say bad things about Democrats. If you're a Democrat, you're going to say bad things about Republicans. That's the way it works. Uh, Jeff Cooper, president of the Renewable Fuel Association, said this. We are pleased to see that EPA's proposal for 2022 is consistent with congressional intent to require 15 billion gallons of conventional renewable fuels like corn ethanol. It would be completely unprecedented and contrary to EPA's past policies and practices for the agency to go back in time and revise the 
2020 RFS requirements. Uh, Scott Irwin from the University of Illinois said something similar. Any gallon less than $15 billion for the conventional mandate in any year as the target will end up in court as soon as it is finalized. And I think ag will win in court, but with the delays, they lose, rinse, and repeat. So you've got a lot of, of different moving parts here. Um, my take on it is this. This is uh, going to go on for a long time. You haven't heard the end of it. It's going to cause a lot of issues for um, people in the biofuel industry, people in the oil lobby, but um, or in the refining business. But in any case, guys, short term here when it comes to our corn market, our ethanol industry, things are very good. Uh, the U.S. ethanol producers making a lot of money here. Um, demand for corn via the ethanol is very strong. Uh, via the ethanol industry is very strong. That's part of the reason why the board has been strong. It's part of the reason why basis has been very strong. Uh, you've seen some some extraordinarily strong uh, basis pushes, uh, especially for this time of year, you know, during harvest or the tail end of harvest. It, it's really been amazing. And a lot of that goes back to ethanol. So this policy stuff is a mixed bag. It, it's going to change. It's going to go to court. Um, but short term, ethanol is, is good. And you're going to see another, uh, in all likelihood, another really good weekly ethanol production number reported later this morning. USDA did report another flash sale of soybeans yesterday, 123,000 metric tons. That's about four and a half million bushels to an unknown destination. This follows a 130,000 metric ton sale to China on Monday. These are small sales in general. They continue, uh, in my opinion, these small sales continue to actually support the idea that that demand for soybeans is just soft on the export market. Uh, Chinese imports are down more than 5% this year. Brazil had a record crop last year. They're going to have a record crop again this year in all likelihood, barring some sort of big weather issue. Chinese crush margins we're off during the summer. So the uh, yeah, we're seeing export sales, but they're not what they need to be, not even close to it. The U.S. House of Representatives approved an increase to the federal government's debt limit. The Senate is expected to address address that measure tomorrow. Uh, guys, the debt ceiling issue is nothing more than a political charade. Um, the 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 two parties will fight with each other over this. They'll campaign on debt ceiling issues. You know, at this point in time, the Republicans are going to say, "Hey, uh, Democrats want to raise the debt ceiling. This is this is you know irresponsible spending and that sort of thing." And it'll go the other way when you've got a Republican in office. That's just the way that it's worked. It worked. It, it's a political tool. The government has to raise the raise the debt ceiling. They're essentially paying um, for what they've already spent. Uh, the U.S. government can't run out of money. We know that they can create more money with the stroke of a pen as they have for years. So this this is a, a non-issue, in my opinion. Uh, the stock market rallied sharply yesterday. The S&P gained more than 2%. The Dow Jones was up 492 points. That's about 1.4%. The S&P has now rallied back 4.3% uh, just from last week's low. And uh, it's only like 1.2% from the all-time high that was posted on November 22nd. So investors and uh, people in the equity markets, they have generally shrugged off this new COVID variant, uh, which has been found in, in early early data suggesting that, you know, it's highly transmissible, but not nearly as dangerous. I think I read something that there may even be a new variant that they found in Australia or some sort of offshoot of this variant uh, just overnight. So there's a lot of stuff with the COVID going on. But I mean, we've had a really uh, significant recovery here after that short-lived sell-off and, and we're back within striking distance of an all-time high. I remember next week, we've got the Fed uh, December meeting. It'll be Tuesday and Wednesday next week. Uh, Powell said last week that, I think it was last week or two weeks ago, that they'll discuss They'll discuss perhaps a faster a faster tapering process, which is perhaps a negative issue. But uh, the stock market acts phenomenally well. The S&P is now up 25% uh, year to date. In the cattle market, we had... Um, um, 
where's my cattle board here? We had mixed closes yesterday, and I think there was a little bit of cash trade reported at that 140 to maybe 141 neighborhood, but not not enough to really hang your head on in terms of volume. Uh, remember, guys, we do have a USDA report tomorrow. I'll talk specifically about those uh, estimates and that report uh, tomorrow morning um, at 630. In the outside markets this morning, we've got the U.S. dollar marginally lower. The S&P's up 14. The Dow's up 100. Bonds up a little bit. Precious metals are mixed. Crude oil up 19 cents at 72. 24. Uh, that's been a big recovery in the uh, crude oil market. Um, almost 10 or more than $10 off of uh, last week's low in that January crude contract. Very impressive stuff. Everybody have a great day today. I will talk to you guys same time tomorrow.